What a cool place. <laughs> See y'all later. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> Old dog butt squeeze was here. <laughs> Too hot. Like, oh, we're definitely not moving. <laughs> So welcome to Old Friends and New Roads. My name's Keith. My name's Eric. And I'm John. And we are joined today by the Biker Babe, Beth. How you doing, Beth? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, it's super yeah, good to talk with here. you. Yeah, um, we're, we're fairly new to your channel. Um, probably been following you for a little over a month and a half now, but um, kind of really like what you got going on, and um, and we're really finding it. Uh, that the motorcycle YouTuber community is actually super welcoming and um, just a good group of folks. And we're just having a, the best time reaching out and meeting people. So um, thank you for, for being willing to hang out with us for a bit. Yeah, of course. I'm glad to be here. So I'd like to, um, you know, a common first question is, you know, sure. how did you get into motorcycling? Um. Well, you know... I feel like my fiance has always been the the pusher of buttons for me to make bad decisions in my life and good decisions as well. But mostly he's always been the one that's like, let's do these irresponsible things like buy a motorcycle when we should be buying textbooks instead. So <laughs> our senior year of college, we bought this old Yamaha. It's like a 1981 called the Exciter. I think I even did like a little YouTube episode about it. Did pretty well. It was fun. Fun little bike. Uh, we learned how to ride on it, and I was not good at riding at first and terrified. Stayed in parking lots for months, but eventually it was, <laughs> it was just something I was obsessed with. He got a bigger bike. He ended up getting a um, 750 Shadow, Honda Shadow, and I couldn't keep up in the Yamaha anymore, so upgraded to a Harley shortly after, after I graduated from college. And yeah, it was definitely my fiance who pushed me to get into motorcycles. That's cool. My first proper bike also was a 750 Shadow. So I think it's a, oh, it's weird when you're first starting out riding, the motorcycle seems so big. And I remember yeah. kicking a leg over that Shadow just thinking like, yeah, there's no way this thing's a fucking monster. I it's, like, it's a nice bike. Yeah, I like his Shadow a lot. He put some ape hangers on it and it's lovely. He's still rocking that bike? Yep. Uh, I, I mean, he wants a bigger bike for sure. Um, but he's not certain what he wants to do. I've tried to push him towards Harley, but he's not having it. <laughs> I'm not pushing him towards Harley. I tried to get him to go to a demo day and he's not going to be a Harley dude. There's no way. Oh, that's crazy. So I have a question about when you guys started out. Did you guys, you guys shared learning to ride that bike. Were you ever, uh, a passenger? Never. And how, how, no, so... So you didn't do the transition. Okay, that's cool. Nope. Uh, I was always riding by myself. And we, yeah, we take turns and try and, you know, um, I don't know, you know, push each other to do better on the bike. And um, after, you know, I was getting out of parking lots, he very quickly got the, very quickly got the shadow after we graduated from college. So I couldn't keep up on the 250, but it was fun trying at least. <laughs> Yeah, do you, do you outrun them on the 883 now? No, no, I don't. Even though it's a little <laughs> bit bigger, I do not outrun him on the 883. He is a speed demon, and he's he's a fast, 
fast rider. We always like race out of stoplights, and he's always just beating me <laughs> down the I road mean, every that, time. Is that so? I've actually I went from the 750 Shadow to an 883 Sportster. Those were my first two bikes, and that Sportster was just I don't know. Does he have is the is the Shadow hooked up or anything? Because like that Sportster is just a faster bike. It is a faster bike. I'm just not as good of um, a, on the clutch and shifting as he is. He's he's ready to race. I feel like, and I'm I'm totally not. <laughs> You're just back there moto vlogging. Yeah, a lot, a lot <laughs> singing and just having a good time, making up new right. songs as I go along. Yes, that's totally exactly why I do so well with the moto vlogging. He's the one who's like gone, and I'm trying to keep up with him. So, yeah, that's funny. Um, do you ever you ever pictured? Like, I know you went, I watched your demo days video. Um, any of those bikes catch your fancy or if like, you know, if money wasn't an option, what's, you know, what's your next bike? Oh my goodness. There's so many. Um, I definitely enjoyed the ones that I rode, but I think if I got like on a road King or one of those bigger baggers and I got actually comfortable on it because I can tippy toe them. Surprisingly, there's a few bikes that were a lot bigger baggers and I was like, I can actually touch on these if I had more time just to actually ride all those bikes. Man, I probably would have ended up wanting a Road King. But the Classic, the the Heritage Classic, no, it wasn't a Classic. It was just a regular Heritage. The regular Heritage was just also wonderful, too. Floorboards and big, comfy pillow couch-like seats. Yeah, uh, yeah I would end up with one way. of those bigger baggers for sure. And I'm a, I'm a Road Glide guy. So, like, I always, anytime somebody's, like, checking off what kind of bike they want, I'm like, come on, Road Glide. Road glide. <laughs> you want a Road Super Glide? Super partial to them. Yeah. Uh, I just, I've been, ever since I was into uh, baggers, I just, they've, you know, back then it was like everybody had a street glide, but now it seems to have switched a little bit. Road Glides are definitely killing it these days. They are. Absolutely. Yeah. There's just so many nice new Harleys that it's like you almost get, like, overwhelmed when you're looking at them all on at demo day i was like there's so many which ones do i sign up for and then i just got too involved with something else and completely missed a bike i had signed up for and just was talking with people being a typical typical talkative moto vlogger and noticed that everyone was leaving and my bike was still sitting there <laughs> oh, and shit. i was like oh crap oh, no. i missed my i missed my cry <laughs> it's all right that's a though. bummer Ah, life goes I've on. never been to one of those uh, demo days. I've always wanted to go. What, like, how does that work? So I think it's different depending on locations. Because uh, I know 80 Pharaoh, um, North and East, when they had their demo days, they would let the riders just go out on a predetermined route. And they kind of would just tell them. And then they'd come back on the bike themselves. But at no cages where I went, they were doing group rides of everyone on the new demo bikes all of them together as a big group of like, I don't know, it felt like 20 to 30 people. Honestly, it was really cool to take group rides of everybody on nice new bikes. Cause we're all like kind of swerving around testing how, how can you gun it real fast? So we're all being a little goofy on the bikes as we're going down the road with our high vis gear on looking nerdy. So <laughs> <laughs> is that, was that a, a, a requirement was no the the leaders of the group they had to wear high vis i think they were the the demo day fellas that were working with the truck group so i think there was a total of four of them one in the front one in the middle 
one in the back, and then I think they had just kind of a floater in case somebody had some issues. So they had your back covered because I think at one point I accidentally killed the bike and turned on the flashers and just was having a, a heyday with the bob. The street bob was not my friend when I went, so I, you know, of course had to make a lovely trash Harley video for funsies, and <laughs> hopefully Harley doesn't hate me for that one. No, that's I, going okay. I still, um, I still love you, Harley. A- yeah, that's kind of a bummer. I I I much prefer like the the set out on my own. I know when I oh yeah when I bought a bagger, I you know I went to two different dealerships, and the first one was like I was like, hey, I'd like to test drive this bike, you know, and they go, well, I got to follow you, but I don't mm-hmm. have my endorsement, and I'm like, well, fuck this what? guy, yeah, who's that's selling the bikes without an endorsement? Yeah, but the uh, I go to this place called Paradise, and they they just let you leave, and they're just like, yeah, just just kind of here's a basic route but just bring it back <laughs> please uh, come that's, back that's the way it is yeah because <laughs> i mean there's group rides are tough who can get up to speed and really kind of test things out and oh like you a can't giant pack yeah no i tried and you know i was like on somebody's ass all of the sudden like okay sir sorry sorry i came up on you so hot all of the sudden my apologies <laughs> just trying to get uh, it i mean yeah it was easy to do on the street bob i mean it was a good time I know those new those new large displacement Harleys are just Ooh, really quick. I have a good time on them. <laughs> All right, I know. Um, so we talked about you being uh, your intro to bikes. Let's talk about your intro to your channel. And, oh yeah. Kind of, kind of, what made you kick that off, and and you know, how how happy are you doing it? Oh, so you know, pandemic boredom, of course, kicked off my YouTube channel. Um, yeah. I had like quite a few friends reach out to me and be like, hey, have you seen this female moto vlogger? And I was like, I don't really watch YouTube. My fiance does. But like, sure, I've watched a few videos of like Shade Tree with him because at the time, my fiance, Jeffrey, he was watching Shade Tree Surgeon. And I'm sure Flipknot had the channel at that time, too. So he's watching those guys. And I didn't watch YouTube. I didn't have a YouTube of any sort, honestly, not even like a a Gmail associated with with nothing. And uh, yeah, the pandemic definitely people told me, Hey, have you seen her two wheels? Have you seen this YouTube? So I started watching her and I was just like, wow, this seems right up my alley. I would have a really great time. I already ride. I've been riding for like five years at that point. And why the hell not? Give it a shot. I know she seems like a cool chick. Maybe, maybe by proxy, I'll get to hang out with her at some point by having this channel. So worth a shot <laughs> yeah, but totally. boredom during the pandemic man and so far i love it keeps me super busy out of trouble yeah, it is yeah um so you know that's funny you're thinking back about potentially meeting her and i've i've seen you in videos hanging out how'd that actually happen um at a bike night we first met and uh it just i kind of had an idea that she would most likely be at this 80 pharaoh bike night but just ended up going just to check it out because it was a further location for me. Normally, I'm closer to another um, Harley-Davidson dealership. So I rode out there. It was about a half hour to an hour ride, depending on traffic and stuff. And she ended up being there. We hung out, shared some food truck food and talked. And she's such a super sweet chick. I was like, okay, we have to hang out again. And that was last summer, end of summer, end of fall. And we've uh, we've talked quite a bit since then. And just recently, we were able to go camping together, which was amazing. And we had some other females tag along with us. And 
it was their first camping trip, moto camping trip. So it was just a fun time with nice. all females yeah, camping I've seen, together. I've seen that one. That one was good. Yeah, we, we had a lot of fun. <laughs> do you do do you do you participate a lot in uh, moto camping or is that like once in a while? Yeah, is that it is, new for you? It is not new, not totally new. I had done it a few times before I had my channel. Um, before I had even started riding, I was an avid backpacker. So I, like the backpack that I attached to my motorcycle is one that I've had for shit, like 10, 15 years. And I would go hiking or backpacking on like three day loops, 12 miles a day. And that was just one of my favorite things to do. I love hiking and backpacking is up there on my list of like, I haven't done it in a long time, but I'll definitely have to do a video where I ride out and then backpack somewhere too, because it's much different than just regular camping, to be completely frank. Backpacking's yeah, a little more rugged. It's intense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a good time if you if you don't whine a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I know uh, once we started all kind of motorcycle camping, uh, that's like, that's our passion is that um, so much fun. as far as riding goes, you know, we all, we all like a good day trip, but we all kind of sit around wishing that we were just keeping going. Yep. Oh, I know. And spending a few nights out on the road. I definitely have like a big dream. It's a big bucket list dream of some point doing a moto camping backpacking trip through all the national parks systems as much as I can take a few months off of, you know, society just take a motorcycle and a backpack and check out all the national parks you can. Yeah, just a shitload of camera gear. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> all the micro SD cards you could imagine just right. strewn yeah, everywhere amongst my camping yeah. gear. I think that's a, you know, that's a super obtain, obtainable goal. I was going to ask you kind of what your your bucket list thing is. I know we're all planning to go to Alaska in 2025. and That's uh, going to be amazing. Yeah, it's like a, we're all taking a month off and we're just going to cruise up and back, um, you know. So, like, if you if you had one trip to go on, yours, yours would be the National Park Tour? Oh, yeah, for sure. Take, uh, like, a month and a half off and, and stay in a few national parks for a few days and putts through all of the U.S. and just motorcycle, camping gear, random strangers, you know, good time. <laughs> shitload of booze yes so yeah. so many gas station stops with like random random slushies mixed in with other booze products yes and fried food and yeah that's yes. rough man. Fried food. it's the, the eating on the road stuff yeah it is um you kind of get yeah you can only eat so much road food but that's so true um you're in ohio correct i am in ohio um what like what's like i've never been the furthest east I've been is probably, I think, South Dakota. Okay. Um, how good's the riding out there? It's it's pretty all right. Um, there's a lot of regions. Um, I'm going to go all, like, geology nerd on you for a second. But there's a lot of, like, glaciated regions in Ohio. And that's just, like, cornfields, cowfields, boring, flat, nothing. And that's kind of the eastern part northeastern part of ohio but if you stay in like the i'm sorry the northwestern part northeastern and eastern it's just all flat because the glaciers went through but if you go to the southeastern part of ohio it's right at the edge of um they call it the edge of appalachia and it's beautiful 
it's great writing. Um, I actually went to college down in that area, Athens, Ohio, and it's absolutely gorgeous. There's a place called Hawking Hills. If you look up some of the photos online from Hawking Hills, you'll be like, wow, okay, Ohio has like one spot that looks like Fern Gully or, you know, like where fairies would live. It's really beautiful. <laughs> that's the one nice. spot that's really awesome. The rest of Ohio is kind of lame. Cows and farmers and trains and nothing going on. <laughs> Never thought I'd get a Fern Gully reference on this podcast. That's awesome. Right? You're very welcome. That I'm a, I was very obsessed with that film as a small child. So uh, Yeah, same. How, uh, how far away have you been on your motorcycle Ooh, from Ohio? Not far enough. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I've been up to Michigan. I didn't get too far nice. into the state of Michigan. Did like a 500-mile round trip to Michigan last fall. And then just recently, I rode up to Cleveland and back for funsies just to make sure I'm ready for my trip out to New York for Babe's Ride Out. So that's going to be the furthest I've ever ridden will be to New York coming up next week. Oh, that is next week. What's, yeah. what's the distance on that ride? You know, I'm trying not to think about it, but I know <laughs> we're splitting it up between <laughs> two days. I'm riding out with a few of the girls that I camped with, and we're splitting it up. The The ride there, I'm pretty sure... If we just go straight total is like six and a half to eight hours or so, depending on okay. traffic and all that jazz and what route we take. So we're just going to stop halfway in Pennsylvania, get a hotel and chill, take our time. Cool. Yeah. So that's uh, the uh, Babes Ride Out. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, Babes Ride Out. It's my first year going. I've seen that quite a few cool moto vloggers, females and just females on the interwebs have been attending this uh, event, and they call it BRO, and everybody's like, what's BRO? What's BRO? And it's, it stands for Babes Ride Out, <laughs> and it's in Narrowsburg, New York, and it's just a weekend event. Pay for a ticket. You stay at a beautiful campsite. Right around, I think it's right along the Delaware River. Super nice, but it's a female-only event. Um, no drama, supposedly. If you start any, they'll kick your <laughs> ass out type situation. So, nice. you know. <laughs> and it's at any female is welcome you don't have to ride but if you do we you know it's highly encouraged ride out with all your gear and test if you can do it i mean there's so many females that i know that are going they're like i've never ever put camping gear on my motorcycle what am i doing like i don't even know how to set up a tent i'm like yes come i will help yeah. you set up your tent it'll be yeah, fine it's perfect yeah. <laughs> it's not that yeah, hard for sure. right so is it like a like everybody arrives to the destination and that, and then that's the event or is it, is there like daytime outings with everybody riding? There are, um, pre-planned routes that they give you. And there are also, um, different things that are going on during the day. Like, Oh, excuse me. I'm burping my beer already. Um, during the day, I know that they have, uh, an event planned with the local Harley Davidson to let some female riders go out on some of the new 2021 Harley Davidson. So that'll be a fun time. I rented uh, a lowrider S for like two hours in the evening. So I'm just going to go out to the Catskills and have a, a wonderful time on nice. a new Harley Very by nice. myself. Yes. Yes. I'm excited. So one of my friends rented it right before me and she was like, I'll keep the seat warm for you. I was like, yes, thank you. <laughs> so we're, we're all just super excited to hang out and just kind of have like a, a crazy biker chick weekend in the woods and get to know a bunch of other females that we've like met on the internet, but we haven't met in person. So it's, it's just fun all to come together for a weekend of drinking in the wilderness. And of course, 
bonfires and s'mores and lots of other things, I'm sure. And that's really, that sounds really good. Is it um, two nights or is it longer than that? It is. Uh, yeah, it's just a Friday and a Saturday night and then everybody packs up and heads home on Sunday. And how many, how many are you expecting this weekend or this next weekend when it is? I, I have no idea how many tickets they sold. I know that it sold out. The event oh. tends to sell out on tickets. And I have zero idea how many tickets they sell. Like, I met up with one of my good girlfriends who rides, and we were getting some, uh, you know, some tacos and stuff and margaritas. And I said, hey, are you ready for Babe's Ride On? She's like, I did not get my ticket in time. I was like, damn. Oh, no. Damn. Oh. I was expecting her to ride with me out and everything on her sporty tooth. But mm, I, I think I'd try to crash. <laughs> you know, yeah. you snooze, you lose type situation. Yeah, you just show up at the gate. Just I show think- up and play it cool. I think they've had guys do that, I'm pretty sure, because they just, they see all these biker chicks pulling in, and they're like, where are these women going? And they follow, and they're like, yeah, no men allowed. Bye. So, <laughs> some some dudes aren't happy about the event, so I don't know, but. Yeah, well, fuck those guys. It's weird that, like, yeah, people should be allowed their own thing. Absolutely. I, I agree, because there's plenty of events where I'm going to that's for all genders, and, and it's very rare to have these one or two events in the summer that are for only females. But man, do the dislikes happen on the videos where you're talking about mm. the more female empowerment type stuff. The dislikes come way more. <laughs> you know, I, I got to admit that's that's one of the the things I like seeing on the YouTube uh, motorcycle channels is that, I don't know, the women are just crushing it. and I And I think it's. You know, it's like proof that it's motorcycles kind of seem like a man's world, but, but like the girls are doing really good and it's, and it's disheartening, but also funny that there are a bunch of dudes getting butthurt about it. It's absolutely funny. Um, I enjoy the butthurtness that I see on the (laughs) interwebs, especially when I talk about like the old bike that I have that I'm going to chop up once I finally, you know, get the gumption to actually, you know, put in the work and the time. It's made so many people really upset with me for just the idea and the audacity that I would ever hurt or harm a uh, old iron head. Ironhead. Yep. Mm-hmm. Pissed off a lot of old dudes. <laughs> and that's crazy. I mean, there are guys that are, that are cutting apart knuckleheads, you know? Yeah, yeah. All day long. And it's not a problem. But as soon as I talk about doing it to something that they think looks like, um, uh, what was that? Bronson. Actually, it was like the Bronson TV show that everybody keeps talking about that the bike looks like. And they're like, please, no, restore it. It needs restored. Like, no. It just, I think the bike's fine as long as it's on the road in whatever yeah. form it looks like. Yeah, no shit. Exactly. Whatever the hell I want to do with it is whatever the hell I'm yep. going to do. It- any one of those guys would customize the bike that they want to customize and tell everybody else, um, F you, uh, yep. if they said anything about it. Exactly. So they should just shut up. Well, Where did you get that iron head from? An auction house in a, a little city not too far from me. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure the auction house was who I was bidding against to get it. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I think the owner was, like, bidding with me on items to buy stuff at his own auction house. <laughs> yeah, he was he was probably trying to boost the price up. <laughs> oh, 1,000%. Because I talked to him about a Boy Scout hatchet. When I got there, I was like, man, I tried to buy this Boy Scout hatchet from you guys, too. And he was like, oh, I got that. 
I was like, what do you mean you got that? He was like, oh, I bid on it and won. I was like, interesting. That's fucked up. That is fucked up, isn't it? I would. I thought it was strange, you know, but whatever. I'm going to take this bike for a steal. Those, um, an auction house, or somebody who owns an auction house knows what things go for um, on in the private sector, too, and probably has people looking for specific items. So if he has a customer that comes in and says, I have this hatchet, um, the guy knows what he can get out of it. Because he knows the guy who's looking for it. Yep. So if the auction house guy goes, well, if I can get it for under this, I can still make it. I can make that profit for selling it for the guy. And I can buy it um, and sell it to this other guy. Yeah, there's a conflict of interest there. Fuck that loser. Yeah, well, I like, agree. I well mean, it's he, all right. He's just, you got a good deal on it. I really did. Um, I think I got it for... Was like two, three, two thousand three hundred dollars. Wow, that is a good deal. That's a but deal. okay, so the speedo wasn't original on it, and I thought it was. There's so many butts when you buy something from an auction house. Well, you know what I, I mean? mean like, the motor alone could probably sell for oh, way more easy. than that. Yep. Yeah, at least two thousand for the motor alone. Um, but when I got there, he was like advertising it running. It wasn't running when I got there fine okay whatever put it on the trailer take it home but i did not get the actual like speedometer amount until the title was in hand and i you know i'd already paid for it at that point the speedo pictured had four thousand miles on it not original you know and my my dumb arrogant butt was like oh yeah that's real low miles on this on the 70 74 that's amazing so i get the yeah, actual title it and it's like it just says sixty thousand. like it's a complete and total blatant guess stab in the dark yeah, who knows how totally. many miles are on this engine so when everybody thinks my iron head is pristine jokes on you that thing has been repainted that thing has been screwed together like the carb is lucky to be doing well i need to re-clean it i've already cleaned it once like it's a nice iron, but we'll get yeah, there. My guess is that it's um, just knowing how your average your average person doesn't put more than 5,000 miles on their motorcycle. So I'm guessing unless it was some hardcore rider that like 60,000 is not even close. Uh, yeah. It's probably fairly low miles. And the worst thing that's happened to it is that it sat around. Probably. Yes, yeah. for sure. It definitely was sitting in a, a barn or sitting covered. It, it would, never was sat out. That was the one thing about this bike that's really nice. There's no rust. I mean, like, it has been repainted. It's not the original paint. Like, somebody taped off the, um, you know, the the vinyl siding print and then, you know, painted over it. My brother's a painter, and he immediately looked at the bike, and he's like, this has been repainted. I was like, dang, okay, whatever. That's all right. It was a well, good price. Know. Some of those old, um, like, like my bike even... Uh, the Harley Davidson logo on the tank is a sticker that was clear coated over. Yeah. Is it, does it look like that or is it a little more obvious? It's a little more obvious. Like there's a little bit of a, like an extra lining around some of the, the areas where the the clear vinyl of the logo is like, uh, they painted over some of the hardware, like blatantly. Oh, well, I, I was trying to take <laughs> off the back tail light and the back tail light, like the hardware itself was painted over the same maroon color that the bike is. And I was like, damn it, this is gonna be so much harder to take off now. Yeah. 
Such a bummer. Somebody painting their bike. They're just like, ah, just paint over it. Fuck just it. Just paint over the hardware. Fuck it. I mean, it works. I mean, they, I think they screwed the seat into the fender, like just straight oh, into Jesus. the middle of the fender. So there's a lot of stuff. Like as I'm taking this part, I, I know it's going to be like a treasure hunt and I'm just not ready. I'm just not prepared. I just want to ride it for a little bit before I start opening. It's, it's tough to do a project if you can ride. Yep. So you haven't, uh, I've watched a few of those videos. You haven't actually ridden it yet? No, I, my fiance is the only one who's ridden it. And he's like, we have to get it in so much better condition before I'm like comfortable for you to go out and ride it because it was rough. Is it, it just like vibrates like hell or um, is the seat screwed to the fender thing? No, well, the, the biggest problem was we had just a really, really messed up idle. And so we got that figured out when I did the clutch adjustment, but now it's the fact that when I cleaned the carburetor, the carburetor, it was pretty clean. It looked okay, but I think the jets are still dirty. And when I tried to restart it up, I know, I know that I didn't put the bowl back on right. So it's, (laughs) it's not seated right. And there's also just the fact that I know I also have a, probably an air intake leak on the exhaust manifold. And just because like the old style that the little rubber O-rings between the exhaust, you know, the manifold of the engine and the carb, it's just trash. So I'm trying, I bought extra grommets that are for specifically my SNS carburetor to throw around it, but it's just so much... I, I just don't like carburetor work. I've come to realize as soon as I pulled it's it off tedious. and tried to learn about it and then put it back together, I hate that. This is yeah, terrible. That's like put, it's really like putting a, a ship inside of a bottle model it's, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. I mean, and who it's does tedious. that? Like only gray beards do that for fun. So gray beards come to my house and rebuild <laughs> my carburetor for me. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel attacked? Hey, man. Uh, I actually have gray beard friends. So, I mean, I'll buy you a no, beer. Come good. over gray beards. <laughs> right. Buy him a model. Buy. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. These fucking fingers couldn't touch a ship in a bottle, man. Yeah. No, no you have to have tweezers and. But that's how I felt when I was taking apart certain parts of the yeah. jets and stuff. I'm like, I'm gonna lose this crap. I swear to God. Absolutely. I know. I had this old Cadillac that I worked on the carb with, and I was just like, Yeah, never again. Fucking. It's, it's yeah. fun. It's bullshit. It's, it's real fun if you like misery. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's not too bad if you know that once you remove that, the spring is going to jump out. Yeah. (laughs) So you're ready to catch it. (laughs) If you're prepared for your carburetor, then it's fine. But when you're totally unprepared, like a girl like me, who's like looking at the SNS little pamphlet that I managed to get. The nice thing about the auction house was whomever that was selling it gave me original documents like everything about the bike like they added a super b carb so here's the super b maintenance you know pamphlets and everything they they gave me all the goods even though they're falling apart from the 70s it it's like they kept all that paperwork and i was like thank the lord because i have no idea what i'm doing (laughs) that's weird so like um are you considering just 
are you rolling with that or have you tried looking for like the Harley carb? Uh, I have been rolling with the super B, um, as I call it a super bitch, but uh, it doesn't have the fuel, um, injection part, I believe. I think like the, there's a couple other S and S carburetors that have it, the G and the E. I've been on the lookout for those S and S carbs, but if I was to be completely honest, I would love um, Lectron to give me a carburetor. But who am I kidding? I'm not. Come that on, famous. Lectron. I'm not that famous yet. Get her up. <laughs> Man, don't they want to see you riding the bike? Yeah, I mean, come on. If 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 I did have a carb that was working, I would be riding the bike. Honestly, it would just take a day for me to go out there and do the damn thing. But poor Harley, she's just been shoved in a corner. I put baby in a corner and kind of forgot about her. Hmm. Are you? When do you think? Because um, everybody that's into your Ironhead videos are like mm-hmm. eagerly awaiting you to oh, ride I the know. damn thing. I know. They're like, when, Beth, when? Because I, I, if I recall correctly, on the last video, you were like, "Tune in next week when I drive this thing around the block." <laughs> <laughs> and then I, Not, never you didn't say that. Do. You were gonna fire it up, but yeah. And I was like, "Okay, where's that video?" Hmm. Oh shit. Once the carb actually is, uh, you know, not flooding with fuel everywhere. <laughs> is that is that kind of what's happening every time you kind of get it going? It just floods. The, it? Yeah, the bowl is completely open. It's stuck open, so I need to figure that out. Once I once mm. I you know I think I just adjusted it incorrectly. Once I figure that out, honestly, it's just getting the air intake leak, and then I can ride it. It's rideable. Battery is good. The bike is decent. I mean. It's a Harley. It'll start, but the problem is I have so much trouble kickstarting this bike. It's hilarious until I'm like crying because I'm just so pissed because I I just I need to learn how to kickstart it better. It's rough stuff. Yeah, I'm I I gotta say you know I've been riding for I don't know even riding I don't know twelve fourteen years now. I've never kickstarted a bike. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. I hear stories of guys' bikes breaking down in an intersection and they're having to kickstart it to get out of traffic and just crying. Yeah, I would push uh, it to the edge of the road before I would be doing that for sure. But uh, it might just be one more kick. Yeah, exactly. That's always what it is. Just one more. So close. Just one more. Just one more. Uh, the Actually, the fella who sold me the bike at the auction house was wearing a knee brace. And I was like, hey, man, what... Huh. What's up with the knee brace? And he was like, he pointed at the bike I was buying. <laughs> I was like, cool, know, great, awesome. I know some of those old bikes will will bite you. Yes, if you kick them wrong. This one bites. She she bucked me almost completely over the handlebars. Even my my fiance, he's not a small dude. I mean, it bucked him pretty hard at one point. He was like, I'm done. I'm over it fuck harley's like anytime i ask him for help on anything with my bikes he just gets so annoyed just starts cursing harley's like something else does does that model have the option of electric start i could definitely install electric start and i definitely think that's gonna be something in the in the in the works Oh, the kickstart's cool though how much how it much is, cred is that is just so leave it on and then nobody just leave knows. it on and do it yes precisely Only when there's a crowd you kickstart it yeah. everything you else do, electric. yeah you can do a little both when there's a crowd though it never actually works is the problem <laughs> <laughs> and then you're standing there sweating yeah. and embarrassed yeah yeah right. you just kick this fake kickstarter as you hit the button right yes <laughs> yep smart yeah they just i just seems like the kickstarter and the starter would would want to 
live in the same spot. I don't know. I think but that what the fuck do yeah. I know? I th- yeah, I'm my, pretty sure you can put it wherever. My Sportster had the kickstart and a a spot for the the uh, electric the start. electric start yeah. Yeah. separate spots. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, I, I plan That's on cool. trying to make that bike super clean with not a lot on it. So you know, slightly illegal, but it'll be fine. <laughs> Well, you mentioned um, before we were recording that you wanted to like uh, do some fabrication. Is that in relationship to the bike or just in general? One thousand percent in relation to the bike, and then for the future, I have like you know definite interests in uh, metalwork and and fabrications and things of that sort. Uh, growing up, my dad made knives and was always working and tinkering on. I mean, he was building an airplane at one point, so he was always doing weird stuff like that. So I've kind of, kind of been the same. I want to start doing leather working too, but I just have so many stupid, ridiculous hobbies that are so expensive. <laughs> They're so expensive and time consuming. Yes, um, I work, leather working. Working a forge so and making some knives would be so cool, but oh, yes, man, I gotta, I gotta change out the windows in the house and yeah, trim and paint and. <laughs> My Mold car needs new tires. Bunch yeah. of shit. Exactly. So, yeah. But like, if you if you were able, are you are you talking about like cutting up the frame type of stuff? Or oh yes. Kind of. I one thousand. Yeah, she was working the 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 sawzall there for on one of her videos. <laughs> yeah, just to piss people off, I pulled out the sawzall <laughs> for fun. <laughs> I'm nice. not quite to that point yet, but I'm definitely excited to strip it down. And literally, I want to do um, a hardtail and. You know, there's Sportster, uh, you know, I do want to get a nice MIG or TIG welder. I'm not certain what what is best at this point, but I know that I definitely want to start. TIG, yeah. TIG. yeah, I want to okay. start welding for sure. I just, everyone's like, get the cheapo welder from Harbor Freight. And I'm like, no, I actually want to do this like seriously. I don't want to. <laughs> f- so I do want to put some definite cash into the project i don't kind of want to wing it and do it cheap and ride something dangerous i mean it's going to be dangerous because it'll be illegal to some extent but while i'm doing it i'm not gonna do it unsafely i'm gonna learn and take my time and yeah the Ironhead videos are going to be nice and slow because i don't i don't want to chop my bike in half and then forget you know yep. wh- where was i at now what am i doing? oh wait yeah uh yeah, <laughs> yeah so want to get everything together and be like ready to rock but welder most importantly that's a that's a huge first step i feel like you guys would have the the know with all of what would be the best first one especially on motorcycles like you you need a serious decent welder you're putting your life in your own you know hands literally so yeah like i don't know uh yeah little self-tooting like i'm an incredible tig welder uh and i can you know i can run it like a sewing machine just super good at it i've always taken to it and i i kind of attribute it to being left-handed they always seem to be better tig welders absolutely and better looking (laughs) thanks john (laughs) for a gray beard Uh, yes but no any um you know quick little recommendation any of those small uh miller like 110 machines are really nice. Okay. I've heard Miller yeah. as a suggestion. Uh, Everlast was another one, I'm pretty sure. There's 
everyone says Harbor Freight, and I'm like, I'm not doing Harbor Freight for a welder. I want to go a little bit better than that, guys. Yeah, if you were doing like a like a stick welder or like you just needed kind of like a farm MIG welder, I think the Harbor Freight would work fine all day long. But when you really want to kind of get into it and run like a good solid TIG machine, you pay a little bit up front. I think those millers are probably running... I don't know, eighteen hundred bucks, and then you got yep. you got a little bit more to kind of get going, but uh, that thing will just last you forever. Like we're at we're at commercial job sites welding in you know a hundred thousand dollar handrails with these yeah. Miller boxes, so they they really hold up. I believe it. I need to find somebody who's like retiring and selling <laughs> one of their nice <laughs> setups yeah. or something to get a decent That's the move. Yes, decent price. I'm all about finding old old older stuff but it still works it's still good but somebody well, doesn't those need well, it anymore. i mean uh i wouldn't i wouldn't necessarily shy away from a super cheap broken miller too because you know those are all repairable oh, it's, yeah. it's not like there's all this new technology yeah, that makes right. them ab- obsolete you know yep just like motorcycles they're pretty much all the same inside once you get down to it Yes, absolutely. So I want to ask you if, um, you know, for all your, your new, new fans and current fans of your channel, what, um, what is in the future for, uh, biker babe Beth? Oh my goodness. So much chaos all, all all the time. Chaos all the time. No. (laughs) Um, of course we talked about babes right up. That's in the immediate future. Uh, there's also another event like immediately after that the next weekend that i'm going to in west virginia called grits and glory so that'll be another oh sorry guys another all-female moto camping event oh dislike dislikes all the play yes dislikes i was all gonna over. go there too yeah i was gonna just show up anyways Wait, where's John the fat ladies what? that's weird <laughs> uh but mostly it's just gonna be a lot of outdoor events outdoor things anything that i can find that's local on my motorcycle i'm gonna ride there and most likely if it involves food i'll end up there going there too i know that i i plan a lot of like silly little videos for the most part um but i want to get out of ohio a little bit more so hopefully that's in the works a little bit further trip on my channel i don't know and watch your gas gauge a little closer Oh my goodness. Uh, it was fun gas testing. Yeah, the sporty, the gaslight comes on way sooner than you expect on, on that 883. Ugh. That's funny. Yeah. No, that's so, um, you know, we all, like we have our motorcycle YouTube channel and, and we're just now hitting summer, right? So like yep. all these opportunities to kind of create all this content, um, is that you kind of back burner your iron head for the winter or do you have other things going that kind of get you through the winter? Um, I definitely want to start messing with the iron head more because I would absolutely love to ride it to some summertime events. If I could actually get it in a good, you know, running state where I can get it going back and forth and not cry kickstarting it in a parking lot in public. But for the most part, the iron head is just backburnered because I just have all these events coming up for the next few weeks. I want to work on it so bad. Yeah. Uh, it turned, it started as a winter project and I was like, Oh, this winter I'll do so much. But then my, my job got super busy. I got a promotion and I'm 
salary now, so you know how that goes once you change from hourly to salary. You're oh, you're working more. Yeah, <laughs> working less <laughs> on the YouTube and more on the regular yeah. job, but all is well there. Just keeping up with keeping up with the channel. There's just always so many different things I can be doing locally in Columbus every weekend. It's hard for me to justify not hopping on my Harley that runs and instead going in the garage and working on the Harley that doesn't. So there's been like two or three times where I'm like, oh, I'm going to go record a video on the Ironhead. And I'm like, no, I'm not. It's freaking nice out. I'm going to go ride and get some food and go to this one place or whatever. I end up just like backburnering it because I want to go do something more fun than work on a Harley in a garage, <laughs> even Absolutely. though I know it's so rewarding once I actually get in there and do stuff on her. I haven't mowed the lawn in two weeks, but I'm going to go ride. <laughs> Don't get me started. My lawn is so long. I know. Like I'm in the middle of a kitchen remodel. Work has been busy. Got, you know, all these things to be doing, but we still went on a trip last weekend and it was just, and it rained the whole time. It did. It's oh, amazing. Of course. Yep. But what it's kind of nice. weather is over there in Ohio? Oh, it's Pretty. temperamental as shit. Yeah. Same. Oh, yeah. Just like, just it's like the Midwest. Our area. So yeah. It's, um, I mean, over in the Midwest, it's like it's 80 degrees one day, but snow in the next. So yep. it's kind of, it's, it's bizarre. Very all the seasons, all the time. I mean, it's been like pretty close to almost 90 the past few days. And of course, like last month, my air conditioner broke. So now I'm like living in barely any clothes in my home because it is just so unbearably hot. I've been so grumpy. I feel bad for everyone around me because it's just, it's been really hot in Ohio. So I'm super excited for like a cold front to come through. I think it's supposed to cool off the next few days, but super weird weather How's here. weather looking for, um, I don't know if it's on the radar yet, but for babes right out. Um, I think the day that we ride out, there's a little bit of chance of rain. So I planned to pack my rain gear, even though I look like a ridiculous orange and black Michelin Harley woman. Um, so embarrassing looking. None of those rain gear will fit a woman who was five one. Like it doesn't matter at all. You will look so goofy. Like you're out of the eighties with the giant baggy, you know, MC hammer pants. Oh, that's funny. It's Man, there's something about time. being cozy though. It is, oh yeah. yeah. I think it'll be a great time. I'm praying that the weather, you know, it doesn't look like it's going to be like super rainy all weekend or anything. It just looks like when we leave Ohio, it might be a little bit, but <sighs> cross my fingers. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I want to thank you again for um, joining us. This is yeah, the part of the program where we get to our toast. Um, so I'm going to raise a glass to everybody here. Eric, John, Beth, told friends of new roads. Told friends of new roads. Told friends of new roads. Cheers. Cheers.